Okay, hello, uh, welcome, welcome. So, you can take us off now to me. So we are just starting right now, but we're waiting for, let's say, about 10 more participants. Okay, hello. Can, can you hear me? Hello. Hello, are you, are you getting me? Let me take off the entrance. Hello, uh, let's wait for, let's say about five people to join, then we get started. But in the meantime, you can be kind of uh, just a second. Uh, let's see. Hello, are you getting me? Hello, Raymond, are you getting me? Audio is low or something. Anyway, in the meantime, we can get started. So, Let's just cover the basics. Let's wait for everyone else to join. Okay. So this is, uh, I hope you're getting me. So this is less like what? Some kind of like a pitch deck whereby we're going to pitch less like to everyone else, like whoever would want to be part of the what? Whoever would want to be part of, uh, of, of the startup. So let's say like probably follow along. I hope you're getting me. You send a message showing that you're getting, just text, text something. Why? 
Hello, before anything, let's get started. So, so basically, like this is the pitch deck. It's it's what you are going to use for it. It's what you are going to use to kind of like attract more people. Let's say investors, all that. But basically, like I'm kind of line, like underlining out the business plan exactly and how we are going to go about things. Hope you're understanding that. Yeah, yeah, you're following. You know if you're following. Okay, so let's let's get going. So this is like our first meetup. There were only two participants, but we expect other people to join eventually. So basically, like what we are going to cover is just like uh, we're going to cover kind of the basics of deep tech. Uh, can you can you are you listening? Okay. So we're covering the basics of what is deep tech, what is the company and what is our purpose plus the objective. We're going to cover what the problem is and why are we doing this exactly now. We're going to cover the market size, competition, as well as the product, business model and fundraising. So let's just start like by a brief discussion of what is deep tech and then discussing exactly what deep technology is. Then we move on to, let's say the company and then how we get it started as well as we go on and discuss about the business model and how we are going to what, generate what, and how we are going to generate like an income so that everyone kind of benefits from what, being part of the what, of the company. So my initials, of course this is being recorded, which I'll put it on YouTube. So I'm Otrio Brian Wilson, I'm a mechanical engineering student, programmer, designer, and a lot of other stuff. So those are my social links, my email, my Wikifactory link and my GitHub repo plus as well as my phone number. So there's this quote by Nikola Tesla, whereby he says that the best way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. So let's start by discussing what deep tech is. So this is going to be like a 20 minute, 20 minute watch, 20 minute keynote, then we will have an open discussion. Let's hope other people join by that time. So deep tech is kind of like a set of cutting edge disruptive technologies that are based on what scientific discoveries, engineering, mathematics, and then physics plus medicine. So basically, kind of a simple explanation of this is deep tech kind of doesn't just come about like simple technologies whereby you're kind of like moving a business from offline to online. Let's say like the, the example is the word ride sharing model, whereby this, this guy is kind of made it instead of someone hailing a taxi directly, they'll be able to what hail a taxi from their mobile phone. Deep tech is not concerned with that. Instead, deep tech like focuses on engineering, mathematics, and other scientific discoveries. So here, let's say like we have like uh, we have detailed explanations of what deep tech is exactly. So deep tech or deep technology refers to those startups whose business model is based on a high tech innovation in engineering or significant scientific discoveries. An example could be let's say like the discovery of certain new what, certain new like. Uh, ways that you can watch 
certain new ways that you can kind of like what let's say like manufacture another way another thing could be like a discovery of let's say some let's say like some new manufacturing technique let's say like by 3d printing let's say add, additive manufacturing and all that so that's what's concerned with deep tech deep tech is not let's say like deep tech startups are kind of based on what artificial intelligence machine learning and other innovative art applications to new existing what emerging technologies so an example of let's say like an emerging technology could be like uh, quantum computing i'm sure like you've heard of quantum computing in the recent years so apart from quantum computing we have something like gene editing okay i i guess you're getting you have something like gene editing so apart from apart from let's say like gene editing we have let's say like a wide array of advanced technologies from aerospace and all that so examples of deep tech are blockchain computer imaging virtual reality quantum computing gene editing neural computing aerospace and much others much more i'm sure like you've heard of elon musk elon musk has an example of a neural computing neural computing one startup it's called neural Neuralink, i think then there are various startups dealing in quantum computing others are dealing in nuclear fusion whereby they're trying to kind of like create energy by merging two atoms together so then let's move on okay so some of the the, the big deep tech part companies that are currently out there there's lilium aviation there's deep mind deep mind is currently owned by google they're dealing with artificial intelligence then there's gle life sciences these are the guys who are using CRISPR to kind of like edit genes. Then we have Aromics, we have Darktrace, Sophia Genetics, we have Zooks, which is owned by Amazon. They're kind of making what? Hope you're still getting it. We have Zooks that is owned by Amazon that are kind of currently making uh, self-driving vehicles. Then we have Oculus owned by Facebook. So these are kind of like basic what examples of deep, deep tech companies. But just like I've just chosen these examples because they kind of like what they kind of outline those those what unique examples of all the fields that deep tech is working with. But there are various other companies, let's say like dealing in nuclear fusion as well as like aerospace and all that. So let's move on. So like I've got some video presentation here, kind of showing exactly what deep tech is like an application of deep tech. So let's play the video. So you can check the video. This is by Zooks. And let's say like Zooks is using machine learning, virtual reality. Let the video first play. So as the video is playing, you can check like the what the vehicle is, is able to identify human beings from physical objects and it's able to predict when and which path is able to create. So it's kind of predicting the future. It's, it's, it's the video in the video, like um, you can check like the Zook Sky is what is kind of kind of navigating a busy street by itself. So it's using a variety of technologies from artificial intelligence, it's using what image recognition as well as what as well as like virtual reality, not really virtual reality, but later, argumental reality. It's argumenting objects into a digital world, and then it's able to navigate. navigate. So like the, the vehicle is able to what kind of argument those, those physical objects into a digital world and it's able to navigate itself. So that is it for, let's say like what? That is it for an example of deep tech. So let's move on to the next, next chapter. So deep tech is kind of like, uh, is moving very quickly from, let me, 
So deep tech is moving very quickly from what? From early research to market applications. So we have aspects like 3D printing, DNA sequencing, and computer-aided design. This all uh, kind of like a means for testing and prototyping what? And prototyping, let's say like uh, prototyping stages, which means that things are kind of more accessible and let's say like products can go from what? From design to implementation quicker than ever before. So in a sense, like deep tech platforms are kind of advancing what? like possibilities and making it easier for products to get into the market kind of faster. So in a, in a kind of like a broader sense, we are kind of entering a new what industrial revolution. I'm sure I've heard of something like what? Like the fourth industrial revolution, which comprises of artificial intelligence, quantum computing, as well as uh, the IoT, which is the internet of things. So all these things are kind of being pulled in together using strings. And these strings are kind of like deep tech applications. So let's move into the next one, the next, the next page. So now we have discussed exactly what deep tech is. Now we kind of want to outline what exactly what, how deep tech is concerned with what our company, and now we are going to kind of push it forward. So here we are going to discuss basically like how are you going to get the company off the ground, and how are you going to make it certified. So let's move on. So we start with the company purpose and then the objective. So to build technologies, like our, our company purpose is to build technologies that are capable of enabling us to what? To launch a rocket that can be able to reach what? Low Earth orbit within this what? The 2020s. So it may, may not necessarily be 2023, but it can be something like by 2025, given that we have bootstrapped and we have got the early stages of development. Let's say like we have moved from what? From ideation, we have designed it in uh, the computer-aided design softwares like Siemens NX, and then we move with that design to actually getting what a physical working product. So let's move on. So what exactly is the problem and how are we tackling the problem? So the problem is uh, there is hardly any nation in Africa that is remotely capable of deploying their own what their own let's say like payloads into low Earth orbit. So we have nations such as Kenya, Ethiopia, as well as Nigeria. All these uh, all these nations. All these nations kind of like are piggybacking on what? All these nations are kind of piggybacking on, let's say, like, uh, like space launch systems of other nations, say, like, like Japan, the European Space Agency. We have some companies using what? I, I, ISRO, that is the India Space Research Organization, as well as some of them piggybacking on the Chinese what? Space what Agency. And some of them, when you go that end, they're using SpaceX and, uh, let's say, some other rocket startups or space startups so nations such as nigeria kenya and ethiopia like all recently like what uh big back of these rockets by launching their small what their small payloads into orbit but then even even though they they're able to piggyback they not necessarily like got into the orbits that they wanted to intended to get into because they weren't considered the main one they weren't considered as the main what the main the main what mission so let's move on so what is our solution? So our solution to this is to enable a cheaper way to get to space for what? For smaller payloads. So we start by what? We start by designing and then coming up with what? The standard operating procedure of how we are going to get there exactly. So we intend to provide a space launch system for African nations as well as developing economies. And it's, let's say like industrial corporations, let's say like this could be like some plantations or any other kind of what? any kind of business that would want, let's say, like deploy like a satellite into space. So 
We start by lesser like catering for this, but our main goal is to kind of design and come up with standard what operating procedures of how we are going to get there and bootstrap our way until we have reached there. So why now? Like, why are we doing this exactly at this time? So since the emergence of rocketry as an industry, or like aerospace, or like the space itself as an industry, it has never been easier or even cheaper to get to space. So most developing watch, most developing nations previously like considered backwards, now have the capability to build their own CubeSats. So earlier in the watch, in the pitch deck I sent you earlier, I mentioned that CubeSats are less like the size of a loaf of bread. There's something really small, but they contain all the electronics and avionics that are kind of like what? Able to detect various stuff, less like once they're in orbit. So the rise of exponent, the exponential growth of what of sensor technology has enabled cheaper and faster what computing and image processing. This has kind of enabled it, like enabled what these nations as well as universities to be able to develop this what these high-end technologies, less like satellites with less components compared to previously, whereby you had nations such as the US or let's say the European Space Agency, like what having to build their own what their own equipment like bus size what a bus size bus size satellite so the advent of 3d printing and additive manufacturing has also made it easier to kind of like build those what those parts in-house and assemble them so we have two things we have the advent of 3d printing and additive manufacturing as well as the what exponential growth of sensor technologies so moving on then like i wanted to have some video like on 3d printing i would like to share it with you just showing you kind of like uh, what can happen when, whereby we have our, what can happen when we have this, uh, we have our CAD software, we design a part in, in Siemens NX, and then we translate that part into a physical object like using what? CAD software, Let's, using what? A 3D printer. So you can watch the video for three seconds and then you move on. So here you can check like, there's a design part which is in the solid what? It's not yet a solid object, but it's in a virtual space. It has kind of been designed using what? Using, let's say, uh, design software. This, these guys are using the Creality what? The Creality software. But then for us, we're using Siemens NX, but can be still be translated to be printed into the 3D printer. So you check like, it's now what? Uh, it's now a virtual object. It's not really tangible, but they've taken measurements. And now just after taking measurements, it can be translated into a what? A physical object by printing it out. So let's take a look as he prints it out using a 3D printer. Just one second. So now you can check like the 3D printer is effectively printing out the part that has been got from the what? The, has been got from what? Uh, the virtual design, a virtual object rather. So in just about, let's say like one hour with our own 3D printer, we'll be able to have like our own physical objects. So that kind of makes it easier to prototype and let's say if it can take us like, uh, it can take us like, it rather, I was saying like, it can take us roughly like, let's say like one month to come up with a, 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 a robust prototype. And then with that prototype, it can now be able to watch, to move faster and let's say like, go to, go to the extent of what? Go to the extent of actually like selling those prototypes in the market. So you can check that just kind of like, uh, a few seconds ago it was, in a virtual space, it wasn't really something tangible, but had its own measurements. But now it's a physical object that can be sold actually. It can be assembled and then sold into like, sold, sold from, from the virtual space 
one eventual like finished product. So that kind of makes sense, let's say like with the additive manufacturing bit and 3D printing. So that has made it easier to what to access what to access space. So moving on. Okay, moving on. So now like we are talking about the company. We started by discussing exactly deep what deep technologies. Now we're going to focus on the company. So on the company aspect of it, we're going to focus on the product lineup as well as the roadmap. So first and foremost, we intend to raise what some startup capital by building DIY watch or do yourself what do it yourself kits of model rockets that we intend to sell at least 500 pieces in the first quarter of what 2021. So the first quarter comprises of the first three months of the watch of the year 2021. That could be January, February, and March. So within those those what those first three months. You can be able to build exactly 500 pieces and then price them well and then get them out there by selling them. And so with the funds we raise from selling what? From uh, the funds we raise, we intend to let's say like source talent within universities in East Africa by kind of like organizing let's say like uh, a design challenge within the second quarter or the third quarter. And then we also hope to sell more what? DIY kits. So this is not a viable business model, but it's something that can get us started because let's say like we're not going to print plastic parts and expect it to what to actually fly. We need to have something that's robust. So with the funds raised by selling this, these are uh, these model rockets to DIYers as well as to universities or to science fairs, we can now use that to bootstrap and get the process going. So with the funds funds raised, we shall now use that for the preliminary design as well as prototyping and asset acquisition. What I mean by asset acquisition is we shall use the funds raised to actually, let's say, to actually buy other better equipment that could be a better 3D printer. That could be something like, uh, let's say, like a Metro 3D printer. Like I should, I shared with you in group something called the what? The desktop Metro. Whereby we can actually print titanium parts using the 3D printer. So we hope to start designing the engine as early as the fourth quarter of 2021. So moving on. So the product roadmap is in the first quarter, we aim to acquire less of the 3D printer, that is from January, February, and March. Then within the second quarter, that is Q2, uh, between um, actually April, May, June, we aim to build and sell the model rocket, the watch, the model, model rocket kits, let's say to DIYers, as well as let's say someone who's interested in buying them, or even in some functions, let's say uh, science fairs, as well as uh, let's say any, any, any event that happens could be a visitation day, could be associating with us, ourselves with what? With uh, science clubs in somewhat institutions, let's say international schools and all that. <clears throat> so in the third quarter, we aim to reinvest the, the watch, reinvest the funds we raise from bootstrapping, let's say by selling the model kits in the first and second quarters, we aim to reinvest those funds into the company by building more kits, as well as buying better equipment. This could be like buying a better 3D printer or even moving on and buying a desktop metal, depends on, depend, depending on how we do well in those quarters. And then once we have done that, we can now start the preliminary design in the fourth quarter, like the engine design. This would be actually something that we can actually, like it's space worthy. So moving on. So we are not just doing this for, let's say for fun's sake, we actually aim to watch to generate at least some money so that we pay back the people who are kind of investing their hard-earned cash into the startup. So for the business model, like I said in the previous chapter, 
for the previous page, we have to bootstrap the company by building DIY kits of these rockets and then selling them at events such as science fairs, visitation days, at let's say some institutions. We also aim to collaborate with some with some science clubs and associations in learning institutions. Like some of these associations include like the Makere Watt Engineering Society, which I'm part of. Uh, in the Makere Engineering Society, basically like what? They organize like the SEDAT Open Day, which is the College of Engineering, Design, Art and Technology. They kind of organize the Open Day where students showcase their what? Showcase their products that have been working on, let's say like during the courses of the what? Academic year. So once we have what? Once we have purchased the 3D printer, we'll also use it to kind of like what? To kind of generate some kind of like startup capital for buying the the printer filament that will be used, let's say like what, to operate it. So what I mean by this, we can use the 3D printer, let's say like we can source it to let's say like the university, the university or let's say like we don't even material here, whereby someone can be able to print their parts, let's say like final year students, or even people participating in the open day, they can be able to print out their what, their designs, and then with that, with, as they print out, they're able to like what, to pay for the what, for the service provided. So. Then apart from that, like we can bootstrap, uh, let's move on. So we can, uh, a viable bootstrap, like uh, after some sales, we can join like a, a startup organization such as Outbox or the Macquarie Innovation Incubation Watch Hub or even the Startup Hub to secure more funding. So just alone by what bootstrapping by selling model rockets or even by providing the what 3D printing as a service, we can't effectively get this company off the ground. So we can join, let's say, some kind of incubation watch center whereby they incubate startups. And then we can now, we can basically like raise some kind of startup capital that we can even use to move faster. So apart from building model rocketry with the skills we have acquired, such as what? Computer-aided design, we can be able to design and prototype other products. Uh, and then other products, as well as offer them to markets, as well as what securing more funds. So by prototyping these products, this could be something from like a refrigeration what unit, whereby we can kind of provide some some small kind of refrigerator, and then we can be able to sell such a refrigeration unit, let's say like to what? To people who are interested, or we can even make something, something like a, let's say like a vacuum cleaner, where a what house cleaning robot, all these are kind of simple, simple technologies. And with the 3D printer, we can be, we, we are kind of like in a position to effectively what? Get that part out like relatively easily. It's something easy, but once you have the 3D printer, we can move from design to parts and then assembly, just like that. So moving on. So revenue generation as of the first quarter to so the second quarter, like I've mentioned earlier in the first, in the uh, previous two pages, like we first, first and foremost, we can provide 3D printing as a service so that we can use the funds raised from the service to effectively buy filament that will be used to what? To run the 3D printer like from day to day. And then we aim to also use, let's say like the funds got from the 3D printing service to prototype in the what? In the model rockets, uh, building the model rockets because we can't get funds from elsewhere. So we can also generate some viable, some good amount of income using the what? The, model rocket cells, and then lastly, we can have the custom built products such as a vacuum robot or a vacuum cleaner or a house cleaning robot, as well as a simple one, a simple fridge or a simple solar fridge. So those are viable what? Uh, revenue generation what? Schemes that we can use to actually what? Fundraise 
or get the project moving. So then next, uh, these are some good numbers. Like these are kind of like my estimates. Let's say like in the first, first second quarters, let's say like if you sold like about 500 DIY watt model rocket kits, you can be able to generate like effectively what? Like 25 million Ugandan shillings. I see it's viable. Let's say like if you actually go to build out those what? Those rockets and sold them. And then let's say from the 3D printing service, just within the first quarter, we can be able to raise like, let's say like 1.2 million Ugandan shillings to be able to buy the 3D print, the 3D printing filament, which can enable us to what? To maintain the 3D printer from day to day. So then moving on. So for the fundraising, as I mentioned earlier, like this is not going to come cheap. I know each, each of us is going to kind of participate by, by contributing like some amount of money to get the project off the ground. So just for the fundraise, we just need approximately like what 1 million Ugandan shillings to acquire what a robust 3D printer. That is the Ender 5 Pro 3D printer. So 1 million Ugandan shillings, like within the group, each person can contribute like an amount that they feel they're comfortable with. Let's say that could be like 25,000 Ugandan shillings or 50,000 Ugandan shillings. That's just enough to get the project off the ground. But then me personally, I'm willing to contribute around 200,000 Ugandan shillings as well as the watch, as well as the, as well as getting the watch, the actual 3D printer here. So that's it. So for the fundraising, we can be able to raise that. I'm sure between now and uh, 15th of January, we can be able to raise this amount of money just within the group. And once you have raised that, we can now be able to purchase the 3D printer and now get moving. So moving on. So here is an example of the end of 3D printer in what? In progress, if you had not watched it, you can, have a look at it. Let me play the video. So that's how it looks like. Let me turn on the volume. So that's the 3D printer in progress. So I'm very, very certain that we can contribute this just a little amount, each one individually and be able to purchase this thing. It's something that's not so expensive. It's relatively affordable. And once we have it, we can be able to achieve various milestones, like really, really, really what? At a breakneck, breakneck speed, like really fast. So I hope we can be able to fundraise and, and raise that by January 15th, and then we can be able to buy it and then get working, building the prototypes. So that is it for the end of what? The end of five 3D printer, that's how it looks like. But in case you feel like you can't raise that amount of money, just in case you can kind of downgrade and buy something like the Ender 3, which is in the 800,000 watt, 800,000 Uganda shillings range. So then moving on. So that has been it for the keynote. So I spent about 27 minutes. So once you have started, we are kind of halfway, like once we get the 3D printer, we are halfway to our destination, meaning we can be able to prototype and build out any product. And then once we are building out any product, like we can be able to kind of kind of scale it and not really the like uh, industrial scale, but you can be able to, let's say like make 500, 500 watt, 500 products, let's say like 500 samples. And then with those 500 samples, you can be able to sell them effectively. And once you are selling those samples, then we're in business, we are kind of bootstrapping. And once you're bootstrapping, we can reinvest that money. We can eventually join a startup uh, a startup hub such as Outbox or the Makere Innovation Incubation Center, or even some startup hub within Uganda. So just one final thing, like no matter how many bumps you'll find along the way, I know that we'll be hopeful that we'll, that we'll arrive finally at our destination. 
So, so that's that's been it for the keynote. And now we can have like some kind of open open ended discussion whereby we can contribute as in each one can contribute. So let me end the the screen share. And then let's go back to okay. So that that's been it for the screen share. Let's see. Okay, uh, let's move on. Okay, okay. So we're going to the screen share. I don't know you guys like you can unmute and turn on your audios and we discuss like make it kind of like an open open ended discussion. So you can unmute your audios and get discussing. Okay, uh, hello, John. So, what, <clears throat> yes, what do you guys think? Uh, is it okay if I talk? Yes. Yes, Shelly, we are waiting for you. Like, if you have something to say, you can kind of share. Right. Yeah, so can you hear me? Yes, yes, we can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. Yes, so maybe what I want to ask you is like, what is your business model? Okay, so the business model, like- You heard? Yes, I'm getting you. So the business model, let's say like, we, we intend to bootstrap it by let's say like building, I, I think I will send you the links so that you kind of see it in detail. But we intend to build like about 500 model rockets and then sell those model rockets, let's say like, uh, at let's say like the Sedat Open Day, we could move on to some international what, international school, and then sell it as, let's say like, uh, send a, you can kind of sell that. So once we're done selling, like we're going to reinvest the money got from those parts, from those model rocket kits, we're going to reinvest it into the startup. Uh, what I mean by reinvesting, like we shall get that money, either buy better 3D printers, only select already, maybe probably hire some some good let's say like some good designers who can enable us let's say like package better products. And once we are doing that, like we can be able to sell more products. And once we are selling more products, we kind of like funnel that back into the what, into the startup, enabling us to get better equipment and kind of make the what make the make the kind of the idea more feasible. I hope you're getting that. Like as well as the business model, let's say like. Yes, yes. I remember that's what you told me before. Yes. Yeah. Do, do you recall I had an idea? I told you I have an idea. Then you told me, you, you gave me this idea. Yes. But I, I had the paper, so I didn't get back to you. Okay. So can I tell you what I had, what that idea was? Yes, yes, that's okay. You had me... Yes, we're getting you. Yeah, so like, you see, like right now, uh, these ideas you have are really, are really big. So me, my idea would be like, what if, if you like, just focused on, on building this, on building these ideas to a more palatable form, form like, uh, okay, let's say, let, let me use an analogy of a building. 
yes, yes. like here you're giving me schematics of like a skyscraper mm. and like most people would like to most people can usually afford like normal bungalows so a skyscraper would be a very good option yes. so uh, right now you want to be selling the schematics so w- what if like you just worked on improving and increasing the value of your idea so that like a point of value much won't have money to to be having operating costs and what yes it would be like valued highly so, so that like if, if okay maybe like what you can work on right now instead of working on getting money from from selling those products you talked about instead yes. you can just look for people who can just finance as finance as we grow the value of these ideas you have yes. and you know at that same time should be growing the value of your company of your yes. deep tech company because yes. look right now if you start selling products like products you see pro- products give you a specific price so that specific price is now like the value of that company and growing that price trust me is very hard but if you don't sell anything if you just keep growing the value like only attracting people who see that who can finance because they see this uh, like you just give them shares of the company yes. okay that to go it's the short like it's right kind of to grow faster and like us who can who may help you to start right now maybe like shareholders or something Yes. But like, we may be like partners, but now you increasing this thing as as we are getting people who are financing, those people become like the shareholders. Because now, uh, I okay, me judging from your ideas, couldn't this be as big as as a very big the, the Microsoft book? Yes, yes, it can. Eh? No, we, yes, I, I'm getting your point, Shelly. Like, we, we can't, we can't. They wouldn't reach here. Like, everything be a thing from buying. Okay, let me. Right now, maybe we work on proving you. Okay, let me, let me just explain something. Eh? Like, it's not that we are going to get started off the ground. Eh? You know, we can't build advanced, what? We can't build, let's say, like, a, robust products if you don't have like funding and most people are not willing to fund something like if they can't see like what returns so if you can if you can get this what if you can get like some startup capital and then we invest that startup capital by acquiring an asset yes. hello Shelly. like i was saying like we need we need to kind of like acquire assets like the 3d printer is basically an asset and once we have the 3D printer, we can be able to build other products. And once we are building those products, we can now use that what? We can now use the, the, the income generated or the revenue generated from those products to kind of reinvest into the startup. And this means like we can acquire better equipment. Like basically we are starting with a, we are starting with a plastics 3D printer. Like we're just printing out plastics. But then we can kind of advance by, by actually, let's say like a, we can advance by buying better equipment, let's say like the, the Metro 3D printer, whereby we can print out actually titanium parts. So that's kind of the goal of what? That's the goal of, uh, of bootstrapping. 
because we, we can't expect to keep going and looking forward for potential investors. Eh? Because not everyone is willing to invest in something unless they're seeing a viable way it can watch, can actually return money back to them. So if we can start this, we get uh, we get the ball rolling and we can actually reinvest back into the company. Yes, so what, what, what do you think, like John or Travis? Is it this? Can I have enough? Yes, hello. Okay. Really, yes. this guy, I have nothing to say on that, that very much, but I'm willing to, I'm willing to put in money. Yes. Now, like for that 3D printer that you said, yes. yeah, I'll be able to contribute on that, on that part. That's my son that. You know, it's kind of powerful. Eh? Like, okay. By contributing money, you're actually putting in the trust. Eh? So the, by you contributing money, like you're showing, um, hello? No. Yeah. Well, I was saying, by you contributing yes. money, like, you're showing that you're trusting the idea. And even me, like, I trust we can get this off the ground. Yeah. Yes. So let's say, like, mm. we put in that money, and once we get to building, once we get to actually building out products and selling something in the market, there are going to be returns. And then we can kind of compensate each person based on how much they contributed. Mm. Yeah. That's what Shelly was trying to imply, like, kind of shareholders getting yeah yes so it's not it's not just it's not that yeah, you i understand you on that yes yes so that's it uh john john would you like to add on or even travis if you have any idea like anything interesting that you you could add on like that that's welcomed shelly i'm really not this color yes yes I'm not an engineer as such on in this field, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes, I'm getting you. Okay, like. Okay, it's like I'm really not. I'm not. Okay, I know I know less about such stuff, eh? yes, yes. But with your guidance, I will be able to put in some effort in that. That that, that that's exactly the point. So it's it's coming. About about two minutes left. Eh? John, we were waiting for a contribution from you. About two minutes left. So I believe we I believe we can achieve this. So the most important thing is just getting started, right? Yeah. You know? Yes, yes. So the most important thing is getting started. So I believe uh, we can start the fundraising immediately because I'm willing to contribute. John is willing to contribute. I can see also willing to contribute. So once we get this started, we, are, we can begin moving at it now as fast as we can. Because once we have our, 3D, our own 3D printer, we can make whatever part that we want. We can make whatever product that we want. It's not really hard. It's just kind of uh, the design as well as mastering the what the engineering bit. And once you're once we're done with that, we can we can reach great lengths and achieve whatever what whatever goal we are aiming for. So once we begin making our own products, we can be able to reinvest back that money into the what into the company, we can even, let's say like get uh, certified or like get incorporated. Other investors, let's say like other people could be willing to want to fund it once they see that we're actually growing. Yeah? So, yeah. I think, mm. yeah. yes. 
So we expected more people, most of them have said that they're busy. So I'm going to put the video on YouTube uh, in about 15 minutes from now. So each one of you can access it. Or you watch it and maybe like what? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, so maybe what I wanted to say is like, uh, okay, I accept you. Like, but that's the you can. Yes, we can actually. Tell me how you can read. Your volume? Uh, so, like, that I think that I, I, I want, like, I, I want to speak the route you, the you're giving us to take because of products, fail, boosting income. Yeah, like, I agree with it. But as we take it, I'm also going to be working on this other routing, just in case we have and backfires. Is that fine? Yes, no, it's good to kind of diversify. Eh? It's good to have multiple products. So once you have multiple products, let's say like not just having model rockets, you can have other things such as like, uh, okay. yes. So guys, I think let's, let's end the meeting, yeah? Let's end the meeting, but let's say we'll All share right. details, yes? Travis, you have something to add on? Yeah, it's fine with me. Okay, let's no, end it's the fine with me. Yes, I'm okay yeah. with it. Yes, let's end the meeting, but on fundraising, I'm just give me about like a day. I'm going to come up with like uh, an equitable way whereby everyone is comfortable if they are fundraising, because once, once you have gone past the fundraising part, then we know we are going to what we are going to acquire the assets, which is the 3D printer. Once we have the 3D printer, we can now come up with a viable way and kind of like gauge what product exactly are we going to make the most what the most returns from both both for our time as well as for our what our capital investment. So let's end it at this. Eh? But yes, I will I will send more information like later. So have a nice day, all of you, including John. John, you have been silent. Uh, bye, bye, everyone. Yes. Yeah, bye. Bye. bye.